Oh, there's nothing happening. Shit. Why not? <laughs> Says, mate. Are we on? Can anybody Hi. hear? Yeah, okay. Sorry, a bit of a mix up there. Um... <laughs> yes, what a great start. <laughs> I made a, made a mess of it. <laughs> so you've been doubly watching us talking and knowing how the show starts before we go. Um, welcome. <laughs> To the Gallon View podcast tonight. My name's David Tomlinson. I'll be running the show. Hopefully, not making a mess of it up like I've just done. Um, with me tonight, we've got a, a good show of David Pollock. David, how are you? I'm smashing, Dave. Yeah, we were uh, over at iBox today for you know a quarter final tie against Ray Throwers, and pretty much it went as per the script. So wasn't a stunning performance, but I think we uh, were always in control. Got the three goals, I think. Most of us, some of us had predicted 3-0. 3-0 is what we got. So I uh, mustn't grumble, although I'm sure we'll get squeeze a few in. OK. Uh, second person is uh, Curry Muncher himself. First of all, I want to ask you, wh where did Curry Muncher come from? Uh, well, I'm just... I'm mad curry lover I love curries I, I could have them every night all kinds the hotter the better I've always said if your ears don't bleed and you lose all feeling in your face it's not hot enough so that's where it came from so it's like I'm a total curry muncher <laughs> and, and know the the thing that a lot of people come out with they, they say oh, the racist thing I'm like ah, whatever no but that's where it's fair how are you doing my man I'm fine, how are you? As you said. It, oh, the game was a hard watch today, wasn't it? It was a hard watch. Uh, good result. I mean, we got in, we've got into the next round, but as a spectacle, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't good. Just a wee hi to everybody. To Nick, Caroline, Aldo, Teddy Bear, uh, all the usual ones that come in and watch us. Hope you have a good night and enjoy the show. We... Myself and the the three amigos. Okay, and last but not least is uh, Bill. Second performance tonight. How are you feeling? Yes, very well. Good, sir. Thank you. Uh, good result today. If you'd offered me that before the game, 3-0 and into the draw, I'd have taken that. But as uh, Davy says, it wasn't a spectacular watch. And uh, I... I love a curry myself, although the ear bleeding is a bit extreme. I like to just get a good sweat on, perhaps. <laughs> okay, I'll let you let you all know how, what, what actually <laughs> happened. Colin, you'll notice that Colin's not on tonight. Colin uh, told, uh, got in touch with me during the week and he said, I'm going to Barra for the weekend with my girlfriend. He says, will you do the pod set it up? Okay, no problem. I've never done it before, but I thought I would do it. But yesterday afternoon, we got a, on the, the WhatsApp. He told us in a sort of cryptic way, you'll be going to a stag night shortly. 
some words to that effect. So we all know now that Colin is in Barra and he's already uh, asked his, his, his girlfriend to marry him. So that's that's uh, that's where he's at at the moment. So going on to the game, the team selection. David, when you heard the team selection, what did you think? Pretty much as expected. We thought that he would go with a, a similar team to Wednesday, if not exactly the same team. And we only had one change, so we had John Lundstrom coming in for Ryan Jack, which you would have thought, you know, against Ray Throvers, you know, should be uh, doable. We should, we should be able to cope with that. Uh, so yeah, we had a particularly strong bench today. I thought, you know, there was there wasn't many of the, the youngsters on the bench. We had a complement of season pros, you know, to, to which we eventually utilised, you know, in the game. Yeah, so no, I I think he uh, had been stung by the Partick Thistle, you know, in the last tie and uh, making, you know, I think it was four or five changes he'd made for that. Which so he was, he said he would go with the tried and tested. So uh, that's exactly what he did, and we had, you know, he made the substitutions later on. I think it pretty much went to script, as I said. Yeah, and. Uh... Mark, what did you think of them? What did you do with your first thoughts? As David said, it was as expected. Uh, a bit surprised that he went for two defending midfielders. But I didn't think he'd put Jack on, so the natural replacement is Dummy Lundstrom. Uh, the, the one thing that I did take notice of was uh, somebody who was missing for the bench, and that was Matondo. He was on the bench last week, but the appearance for some reason this time, so I don't know. I never, I've not seen much of the the after game presser, so I don't know if any of the guys in there uh, used their common sense and actually asked a decent question, other than the usual. Uh, so I don't know what happened with Batondo, but I think we all knew what was going to happen and. Lundstrom we'll get into later on but it was as expected Yeah and Bill what was your thoughts when you when you read the team same as the Sort of I only surprise was Lundstrom in for Jack I liked how Jack played against the Bernian the other night thought he was really really good uh, Lundstrom coming in um, you know as Mark said I'm a bit surprised that we needed that shield for the defence, I don't necessarily think it's it's required against a team like Wraith Rovers. Uh, also good to see the likes of Red Van Yelmaz and Haji coming back to the bench and actually, you know, looking at getting onto the park for a little while. Yeah, my thoughts are exactly the same. Uh, when, I, when I seen Lundstrom's name on the on the, 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 the sheet, I, I thought, why? why Against Wraith Rovers, why do we need a sitting midfielder, which virtually... Raskin is as well. So why do we need two two defensive mid midfielders in the in the team? That was my very first thoughts on it. Um, but the game started, and then two minutes in, Connor Golson missed past the ball to to the the centre forward. It's almost please, I think he's called, and he hit it from the halfway line. Davy, was your was your underpants still white when they when you had them on? <laughs> when you saw you that know, ball? 
Well, it obviously uh, spotted McGregor, who was outside the eighteen-yard box, eh? So, mm-hmm. and and off it went. But it was uh, an audacious effort, you'd have to say, because the ball just kind of broke to me, and, and he spotted the the opportunity, launched it. I think in the end it went, you know, a few feet wide. But I think had it been on target, then that that would have been a goal that would have been would have been some effort. But uh, it just it's. Just shows what happens, eh? The ball break into them and, and, and the guys get the, the force light, they just have a, a welly at it. Uh, McGregor, I think, had resigned himself to it being a goal had it gone on target because his effort to uh, scramble back was uh, wasn't difficult too much. So it was just a question of getting on target. But yeah, just a wee reminder, you know, that this, there are two teams in this tie which was uh, maybe served a good purpose. But I think Rangers, you know, were, were ultimately in control and I, I really couldn't see any other result. There was nothing I saw today that suggested that Wraith Rovers were going to cause much problem. You know, that, that if had that been, you know, it would have been a, something of a freak goal, but you know, it would have been some goal, one for the, the YouTube reel. But uh, no, we were never in any danger, David. No, I didn't. Well, they, they, I mean, actually, they came out two or three times in the second half, and they, they, they actually were quite dangerous two, two or three times, but they only came out two or three times. That was it, the whole game. So, um, Mark, what, do, what, what did you think? Were you, did you think that one was going in, or, or did you, were you? When I, when I was watching it, I distinctly think remember thinking, I'm like, He's going to get this wrong because I could see him. You could see he was ready to take that pass on, and I'm like, "That player's going to get that," and obviously he did. Then he he just hoofs it right over, and we've got the other energetic <laughs> Griggsy minus his summer frame scrambling back. I I just think it's an absolute disgrace that Rangers have got a duty of care for Alan McGregor. And no bottom of mobility scooter yet for exact situations like this. So I don't know what's going on with Rangers. They need to sort themselves out. <laughs> but aye, it was a, I think that was the, the one in, well, in the first half, it was the one and only time that Wraith Rovers even had a sniff at goal. You said they look dangerous. Mm, as dangerous as a chihuahua with no teeth. <laughs> oh well, I've not got a chihuahua, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> And I've got teeth. That's that's the one thing. Um, going on, Bill. Um, going to I'm going to give get Curry's favourite on first. You you thought Borna Barisic had a good game. <laughs> so what 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 you what was your it was man of the match Rangers man of the match. What, what's your thoughts on it? Yep, I thought it was really good. Was uh, spent pretty much the, the the entire time that he was on the pitch. Camped just to the left of Wraith Rovers' 18-yard box. Uh, fizzed across a number of excellent crosses, I thought. Um, unfortunately, there was nobody gambling to get in there and actually get a heat on it, for, for the most part. But, you know, I, I thought Barisic played really well. He was fearless. He was getting little one-twos with Ken. He was coming down, picking up the ball, beating a man, putting a cross in. I, even, I noted at one point that he'd put an excellent cross in on his right foot as well which you don't often see for Barisic. He's, he's one of the most one-footed players I've ever seen. So, yeah, I thought he was really good. Um, I don't know if Man of the Match was a bit strong, 
I don't know if it picked Barisic, but good performance. Okay, Dave, what was your what's your thoughts on that? Because obviously Curry's been watching a different game than we've been watching. I thought Bonham was doing okay. Uh, he was getting plenty of the ball. He was getting crosses into the box, uh, none of which amounted to much. I mean, a couple of ch- half chances, but he was. Uh, I mean, there was a few times when Borna was actually sprinting down the touchline, which was which was always a good sign. Is that he's he's positive. I thought we were. Uh, it's, I think their central defenders obviously they packed the box. And the, the amount of corners, crosses that we had in, their centre-halves are just knocking them out, intercepting the crosses. So I would have liked to see us uh, cause a wee bit more chaos in their penalty box. It was all just a wee bit too... I think patience was the, was the word of the day because, you know, I think it's the same script as, as most of the, the bodders when they turn up at Ibrox, you know, defend, 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 get the ball out, launch it to the halfway line. Anything they get in our pass, an absolute bonus. Just hold it to nil-nil as for as long as they can. Do the time-wasting thing, you know, fall over, cloth over. It's uh, it's the time-worn, age-old playbook, you know, when they come to Ibrox and uh, Wraith Rovers were no different. So they, they had come with an agenda. But the good news there is that we know they're going to come and do that. So the onus is on us to try and break it down. And I think we were plodding away, you know, making... Half chances, a couple of strikes in goal, but I think it was it was just be patient, and eventually we got the breakthrough. And then as soon as the first one goes in, and Wraith Rovers, you you would say that it was almost like they they, they didn't even flinch because when they went one 0 down, they just played exactly the same way, which kind of gives you a wee uh, telltale of, of, of the level of their ambition. I think it was get down get get to Ibrox, you know, enjoy the day out. Keep it to a, a respectable score and, and get back up the road. Take half the gate, you know, and sort of lift, take a wee prize home with them. It was no more than that. I would I would have thought Wraith Rovers should have had a wee bit more ambition, but uh, Ian Murray elected to do otherwise. So I thought we were we were pretty much in control and comfortable. Uh, I think it may have been a slightly different team talk had we gone in at nil nil. Because obviously we've waited until forty two minutes to, before we made the, made the breakthrough. But uh, once we we did make the breakthrough, I think it, we were just going to, to a certain extent, just going through the motions. Yeah, in in, in the last few weeks, I've watched uh, Darvold out Aberdeen. I've watched uh, in the Dutch uh, Cup. I've watched uh, an amateur team, Spakenburg, out Utrecht. And and then I see uh, Raith Rovers turning up. It's their one game a season. They're 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 big match for the whole season because in the league they're they're sitting seventh, so they're not going to really do much there. And they they just turn up to to sit in the in their own box. I, I don't really understand it. I, I would I would have thought they would have come out and had a crack at us and uh, and hope for the best. And if you get beat five nothing, then they're tough. If you are six nothing, no, that's the way. I'm really really surprised and and a bit disappointed really, but. Mark, I'll give you your big your big chance now. Give us it on Borna Barisic. Borna Boren Barisic. That's what it should be. BBB. No BB. He's just so boring. It's the same stuff week in, week out. Whips the ball in. Yes. Nobody there. 
brilliant pass. Then he came out in the second half and he stopped doing that. He was running down the line, ready to whip it in when we did have players in the box and he stalls, comes back, then either plays the ball and it's too late when they've got 11 men there or he was passing the ball back and I was just, I was getting so, so frustrated with him. I'm not saying that he was, he was garbage. I'm just saying he was had a frustrating game. It just, it just seems to me that if it doesn't go 100% his way, it just, it becomes real, I think it just becomes lazy. And I'm not talking about lazy as physical. I'm talking about lazy in the way that he thinks about the way he's playing his football. Because it's the same thing over and over again. And that's my problem with him. And I think we've seen quite a big difference in the second half when Yilmaz came on. And obviously, again, we'll talk about that later. But there was a significant change in the tempo as well and what we were trying to do when Yilmaz came in. But I'll, the ball that he put in for the first goal, it was it was perfect. Uh, so... For me, it was a, probably a six and a half to a seven at max, out of ten for him. So I can't complain too much. But he certainly was the man of the match by far. There was only one guy that deserved man of the match in that game, and no doubt we will talk about him. So that's my thoughts. Okay. Um, well, for me, the the man of the match was actually uh, for Red Rovers. The the guy Tom Wang, the defender. Get everything away, headed everything away, and that shot from Tavernier that hit, that that he headed away. Oh, that must have given him a headache from here to to next Christmas. I'm surprised <laughs> ever, I'm surprised you never fell down and time you started complaining. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true, but he certainly certainly never. <laughs> I mean, I think um, was it Davies got a, got a glass of water and a, and a tablet or something like that. I was expecting him to get a glass of water and a tablet. To be honest. <laughs> Um, one of the one of the players that, that I thought was terrible today was uh, Ryan Kent. Oh, what did you think of him? Didn't do much at all. And, you know, it's one of these things where when you play against the Diddy teams, Kent can often be marked out of the game. He can often have two or three guys on him. And sometimes he's got a way of using that to make space for the other players, but it just he didn't do very much at all today. A lot of the touches that he did have didn't come off for him. Things he was trying didn't work. Didn't really look at any point as if he could beat a man. Um, I think, did he have a shot as well and he skied it? Yeah, he just it wasn't great at all today. Yeah. But the, 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 I think that the, the thing was as well, I, I think the setup was completely different and that's probably why Lundstrom was on because I think the idea was to get the, the two wingers, uh, the two backs, sorry, playing as wingers really. And so they they would get crosses into the box, but as Curry says, if there's nobody in the box, and the, then you, there's no point in keep pumping them, the balls in. But um, not the other one, the other player that that sort of a didn't really get into the game very much was Sakala. Dave, what did you think of him? Yeah, I think both you know come up against a packed defence. You know, t- there's very little room to play with. You know, both of these guys, you know, with a bit of pace. We'll be looking for get behind them, get a bit of space, you know, and and run at them and and try and make things happen. So, 
clearly none of that existed. So it was all very tight, congested, and it was uh, two and three yard passes. Uh, a lot of time taking the ball with the back to goal with the defender right right behind them, you know. So it made for a kind of long afternoon for both of these these players, and it, it's it's predictable because we know exactly what we're walking into when when uh, Ray Throvers show up, you know. Because I, I would say that Ray Throvers, you know, they 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 have very limited ambition, but I think the Ian Murray had, had injury issues, and I think I mean. Some of the the guys they had out there looked like teenagers to me, but they uh, they certainly applied themselves. They were well organised. It's not their job to be making you know life easy for the likes of Ryan Kent and Fashion Sakala, and they didn't, and they tried valiantly. But uh, it, it makes for a for a long afternoon, you know, for Rangers just trying to batter the door down, and eventually we, uh, you know, it was it was going to take something you know really special for them to get. To go through the whole 90 minutes and Rangers not create something. And eventually we carved out the chances, took the chances and, and hey presto, we're in the semi-final. But it, it's not a good watch. So I can kind of, I'll give uh, Ian Murray a pass in terms of, you know, the, the level of ambition that he showed at Ibrox today, because I think they were they were a few players short and you could see from the team that he had on and, and their subs, you know, who were on the pitch at half time, that they were into the youth policy <laughs> Very much in terms of uh, supplying a a squad for that game today. So I suppose they would say mission accomplished. You know, we weren't embarrassed. So they got out of there with a level of respectability. But you you would have thought that the Wraith Rovers fans, who I felt a wee bit sorry for, gosh, I must be going soft, because they had brought a a decent, uh, you know, crowd down. And uh, pretty much they had, other than they just... Sing at the Rangers fans. I think that that was their afternoon because they they had nothing really to sing about as to what was happening on the pitch. So, but uh, fair play to them for the turnout because uh, they would put most of the the SBF the Premiership clubs to shame in terms of the the crowd that they brought. I'm afraid uh, fans that sing that sing about us being dead. I'm afraid they don't get much respect from me for that that way. Um, <laughs> Curry, you 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 were talking about there's only one man of the match. I'm I'm interested to know who it is. Cantwell. He ran all over that pitch yet again, chasing every ball, trying to make the link ups. I just thought he was tremendous yet again. Can I go back to Kent and Sakala? Kent was awful. But Bill said he. He was getting marked out of the ball, sometimes three players and that. And normally maybe make a pass. He was doing that. And even he couldn't even get by <coughs> excuse me. He couldn't even get by one player. The he's a seven million pound player and he can't get by our one Wraith Rovers player. There's something no right. I just thought he's the whole game he was to pick up the ball, he was Mistiming the rolls of the ball. I don't know how many, I think there were three or four balls in a row that uh, Raskin put into him mm. and he was caught short or he, he, he was trying, he just, he was run, running out of position. He, he wasn't near eating the game at all. I thought it was, I'd say one of his poorest games this season. That's how bad he was. As for fashion, and you all know how much I love that guy, absolutely love me bits. 
he could do nothing. He had a really poor game as well. He couldn't use his pace. He's got 11 players in front of him. There's no chance he's going to run by them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, just, he struggled. He really, really struggled. And I was, I was actually surprised he never got took off uh, at half time. I didn't think he would have come out with uh, the same team in the second half, actually. What I noticed about the whole thing was Lundstrom again, very, very poor. We've got two defensive midfielders. The, the bad thing was, right for the start, we knew what was going to happen because Goldson, Goldson and Davies were pushing up further than Lundstrom. Lundstrom was the furthest guy back. So they were pushing forward so much. I mean, see, that's how we, they nearly ended up scoring with that slack ball for uh, Goldson. Because they were all pushed up that, that forward. And it's just... For me, I can't get by. I thought he had a brilliant game. And actually, a wee cameo for Yilmaz, I thought he he done really well. But my man of the match for the game would be Cantmill. I don't know what you guys or what the guys in the chats think who their man of the match was. Can you let us know? Oh, Bill, on you go. Who was your? Who would you say? Uh, Cantwell was up there, but for me it was Raskin actually. Um, I did like Cantwell's work rate. I think we had a conversation on WhatsApp recently where somebody said something along the lines of him being, they thought he might be a talented but lazy show pony. And I kind of worried about that when Cantwell came in as well. But, you know, he, he puts in a shift. Um, it was, he was everywhere today. He was relentless uh, in terms of trying to win the ball back, got a couple of good interceptions, made a lot of good passes, was looking for the ball every time it was on the go. But Raskin, I think, just edged it in terms of, again, getting interceptions. But what I noticed about Raskin today was he was fizzing in a lot of really good crosses as well in the box and actually finding a man quite often. No, the box was obviously had eight or ten Wraith Rovers players in it. And when a man gets a ball in the box like that, it's, it's difficult to do anything with it. Um, but yeah, I think it was Raskin for me with Cantwell a close second. Evie, what do you would you think? Have you got the same two, or is it? Have you got? Are you going to shock us with your John? Well, with John Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not quite that far. Um, no, but I think pretty much Bill just called it. Is I I had it between Raskin and, and Cantwell, but I think I would have just plumbed for Cantwell just because. Uh, the just the amount of you know the movement all across the pitch. He pops up everywhere. He's always willing to uh, make the run, try and take the ball. Some of them, uh, you know, he, he doesn't get the ball. But I thought he uh, and he showed, you know, just a wee bit of aggression as well. You know, when they, they did have the wee ding dong with one of their players later on, uh, and and eventually managed to get himself booked in the process. But uh, that's a good sign for me from from Todd Cantwell that he's not a sinking violet. He's uh, he's not going to be uh, pushed around, not too much anyway. You know, because uh, the, the chappy who had a wee pop at him, he then just uh, returned the serve. You know, within about two minutes, which is uh, I, I, I like to see that in, in, in the players that they'll uh, they don't just uh, sit back and take it all. That there's they'll return the serve, as I said. You know, when no, but it was a, a lots of movement about. I think we were. 
it was small triangles, you know, round about their box, and then you know, we had lots. I mean, the touches round about there, and eventually we you just grind them down, and, and we make the breakthrough, you know. So they they it's it's an element of luck, I think, is in that you know the the ball will eventually break for a Rangers player, and as it did with the second goal, you know, when when Tav puts the ball in, the guy has a, a a mad swing at it and uh, right over the keeper uh, into the, the far corner, which uh, was in. And I think these things happen, you know, when they're playing that amount of football in their own penalty box, something's going to give, you know, it would have been, would have been uh, an extreme result had, had Rangers not managed to make a breakthrough. Eventually we did. But they uh, just stuck to the game plan and uh, got out of there with their dignity intact and, and we're in the next, we're in the semi-final. So, Everyone's happy, I think, almost. Yeah, well, I think I think they're happy with the. I know they've got really bad financial worries at the moment, so I think they'll be quite happy with about, what was it forty one thousand that was at the game today. So uh, that's probably them made up for that. Um, well, we were really struggling to get through, and then all of a sudden, in the fifty eighth minute, I think. Uh, up steps, uh, no, sorry, the, the first goal wasn't 58, it was before half time. Uh, 38th minute must have been. Um, up steps Barisic with a corner and he puts it right onto the head of Golson. No, what a rocket of a, a header he put into the net. Curry, what did you think? Of, how, how did you see it? Well, as I said, it was one of the things I praised Bonner on. Was it, it was it was fizzed in perfectly, and Golson just re- reaches up, hits it with the head, and it goes in like a bullet. You can't, you can't. The, the, the goalkeeper was not doing anything with that. Uh, it was a brilliant goal. It was well taken. Uh, so I was well happy. It was long in coming, uh, but as both Bill and Davey said, it, the game was just. It was so hard to watch because of the. Wraith, but David says as well about they they don't need to come and play football against us. They had a game plan, and the game plan worked for thirty eight minutes because they stopped us. And there were there there were some Rangers fans starting to get a bit cheesed off. You could hear some some of the when Rangers weren't going forward. You could hear them moaning, groaning. Especially, you could hear what I don't know what about you, but you could hear one guy specifically shouting. That that's how the atmosphere was today because the atmosphere was absolute garbage today at the game, and I think we know why, and we will be touching on that. But I th- I think if you're going to be coming to a big game like this, I. Stop the, the the bigger team, right? Try and stop a few scores, right? As soon as they score, right? We need to have a go. We need to at least try, especially later on the game. But Ruth Rovers were so negative. It was it was a shame, and as as David said as well, he felt sorry for the the their fans because they came and they never tried, and that that's the, the sad thing about it. Because it would be, it would have been good if they showed a bit, a wee bit of heart. I think they lacked, and we never played. I don't think we played that well, to be honest with you. Uh, so maybe if they had tried a wee bit harder, maybe they could have 
put us under a wee bit more pressure because I don't think we were really, really. I would, I would say it was a maybe a sixty-five percent decent game for us. Yeah, well, half time came, and I think is the, the talk half time talk would have been a completely different talk than it would have been. The forty-first minute was the first goal. Um, the game started. We got to the fifty-eighth minute, and then. Quite a, a weird goal game, as, as Curry sort of mentioned, or Dave sort of mentioned. Um, across from Tavernier, and the Raith Rovers player tried to tried to to clear it, but it zoomed into the net. How did you see that one, Bill? Yeah, um, Tav comes in early cross. The defender has a wild slash at it, and it ends up in the back of his own net. I was just sort of thinking, great for us, but poor guy. You know, you do. You, you sort of feel for somebody because they've been playing backs against the wall the entire time, thinking we're doing no bad here. You know, if we can keep this at one nil or however they're thinking, and then something like that. You know, because I think if you're McCall and your team's out there, and you know, maybe your game plans to keep it to one nil until 75, 80 minutes, and then come up the park. Who knows? Um, and you can probably deal with a wonder goal, the Rangers. You think, okay. That was a smashing goal, but something like that, you know, it's it's just it's a shame for the defender. Uh, but obviously, good for us, you know, gave us that we boost that we needed, and it sort of for me, I think it removed any niggling doubt that I had that that Wraith Rovers might come up the park and do something, and it would have consequences because then you know when you're two 0 up, okay, you could maybe see them scoring one way, a, a lucky break, and you know getting forward or whatever, but to to come back and obviously when we'd get the two, it's just that extra layer of security, isn't it? Yeah. Then we went on to uh, the 65th minute. Oh, sorry, the yeah, 65th minute. Um, three subs were made. Gilmar's uh, come on for Barisic. Suter come on for Goldson. And Arfield come on for Fashion Junior. How did you think that changed the game, Dave? Uh, I, I thought it was it was good to get some fresh legs on, to be honest, and, and give uh, Yilmaz, Ridvan Yilmaz, is that his first name or his second name? I, I still don't know. We'll just call him Ridvan or Yilmaz. Or, but, yeah, and good John Suter, you know, so, yeah, I thought, I thought uh, at 2-0, you know, to be honest, I thought the game's dead. That was, you know, unless something, it was a miracle, which uh, didn't, didn't come. So it was good to see Yomaz, and you can see immediately. I think as uh, as Mark's already suggested that you can see that Yomaz is a different type of player from Borna. You know, and in terms of the movement, Borna's is I think uh, Mark says boring. I would I would just say you know maybe predictable would be would be kinder. <laughs> but so you you know they can uh, what you're getting from Borna and on most occasions. You know sometimes you're surprises by cutting inside. I think Yelmaz has that, you know, he's got a wider uh, repertoire. You can see a couple of runs into the box looking for, you know, someone to slide it through to him. Uh, so, yeah, it's it will be interesting to see how this goes in the longer term. Uh, we just obviously need boys to stay fit. But that's that's what Michael Beale's been looking for, isn't it? Competition for these places. So maybe Borna needs someone breathing down his neck just to keep him on his toes and uh, and keep the performances up. So... And you know, obviously, horses for courses for different games. You know, we we might see Redvan as a, as a better fit for that particular game, 
Uh, John Souter, John Souter just slotted in like he had been there for a wee while because we, we took Connor off. I thought they'd have to put a snatch squad on to get Connor off the pitch because you know he likes to play every minute. <laughs> so I'm not. But he did he quite uh, gracefully left the pitch without wrestling him to the ground. And uh, John Souter just kind of slipped in and, and pretty much normal service resumed. And I think with, in the case of Arfield, Arfield, I think, is is a player who we probably don't appreciate enough because when he did come on and you see the runs that he makes and, and the movement that he actually brings and, and how he, he it was different from what we had been watching previously. So I, I'm, I'm going to have to uh, maybe send Scott a wee note saying, apologising for some of the comments I've made about because you you see that he does bring something different, and eventually you know it pays off by you know him being in the box to uh, be in the right place at the right time, and and popped in the third. But you could see that the movement uh, prior to that, just the the different aspect that that, that Scott Wright brings. So in that respect, you know it, it was good. We uh, freshened things up a bit, brought some fresh legs on something which uh, which was was a wee bit different from what we initially had. And uh, you probably you have to say that uh, Michael Beale pretty much called it okay because you know it was you know Suter just replaced like for like and Redvan and Scott Arfield just kind of mixed things up a bit. So mission accomplished. Yeah, going on to the eighty seventh minute. Had you get the ball? Had you uh, come on? And Morelos came on. I think we're about seven minutes to go, and. No, I actually thought Hadji made quite a difference. I thought Hadji done quite a good thing, few things when he was on. And he, it was him that cut inside and set Cantwell free for Arfield. How do you, you see that goal, Curry? Uh, Hadji's, I don't know about anybody else, if, the, if you guys noticed, but do you think Hadji looks a bit slighter? Than he did before he went in for the injury. Obviously, to be body masses, he was never ever good at bounced off players. But I think he looked off the off his slight. He didn't look very muscly at all. Was was that just me? No, I think other people mentioned it on the on the private chat uh, that that he, he looked a bit slimmer. I mean, I suppose he's. You need to build himself up. I mean, he'll no, not have been able to do much uh, gym work either. If he's injured, he'll just be. I've been resting and yeah, uh, just something. What is Stevie? Uh, but but all the substitutions. I mean, you see, uh, I think Yomaz did bring something to the team. Uh, Suter, he never much to do. But he managed to, I think there, there was one thing I did take note of when the boy was coming down the, the, the left-hand side, the wing, and Suter came in and just disposed of the ball right away and then put a, a good pass through a, I think it was Tavernier. That, I, I'm not too sure if that was the one that actually led up to the, the actual goal, uh, the Tavernier, the, the own goal. But the thing with the, the second goal was, if you notice, that the ball that Tav put in was they very good. Because it was getting nowhere near any Rangers players. And the poor boy just stuck his foot. <laughs> and he couldn't have scored a better goal if he tried. So, like it was a, the second goal was a bit in yeah, When 
let me think, Hadji and Morelos came on. Morelos had four incidents in the seven minutes he came in. He lost the ball twice. He made one pass out to the wing. Then there was a wee bit of a smash in the penalty area where he fluffed the ball. And on the, the, the after-game presser, Bill had said about he needs a better performance. And I think that's that's evident because I thought in the seven minutes of his own, he contributed next to nothing. I, I just think that I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that I don't think anybody came out and asked. Somebody will need to correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe somebody in the chat knows. Did any of these, these guys, uh, the journal, journalists that were there, did they even ask him if the contract with the pre-contract with Seville is even true? Has that been asked? Because I'll tell you what, with Morelis on, I think it solidifies his performance today. How much he wants to be at Rangers? Because that, that was a that was a that was a Camara performance for Morelis today. That's my that's what I'm, I think here anyway. Well, he only had he only had about seven minutes, I think. So I mean, he, and and he had uh, I think I don't know whether it's the same incident you're talking about, but he had a shot at goal. So I mean, it, it was a good save by the keeper. It wasn't really you can't really blame Morelos for missing it. But uh, if you want to, we'll go, we'll go take the chance to go on to Morelos uh, for that. As you said, Bill said uh, at the, the prep, prep press conference that he didn't know anything about it. He, did, he says uh, it's maybe a discussion we'll have next week. But uh, what, what do you think? Do you think that's a good move for Morelos? Do you think it's a good move for Rangers, Bill? To go to Sevilla? Um, a good move for Morelos, I would suppose, to be able to play in La Liga if Sevilla managed to stay up this season. Um, we'll get nothing for him, obviously, but then I think we only paid about a million quid for Morelos, didn't we? So... You know, if we had more money's worth out of him, I think we probably have. Um, I don't know. I, I think about Morelos 18 months, two years ago. Fantastic player for us. Just absolutely sublime, some of the stuff he was doing. Bullying defenders, you know, pulling people all over the park. Getting through on goals, scoring goals. He's our were top scorer in the Europa League and all of that. But he is a shadow of his former self. Now he really is. You know, every time I watch the guy and... Well, what you mentioned there, he was kind of through on goals. I'd written that it was the 89th minute he got through in goal and did have a good shot that was saved and then there was a bit of a, a sort of scramble inside the box. But I didn't really remember him doing anything else apart from that in the game today. And, you know, I'm struggling to remember anything notable in his last several games. I know he's been with the team that Cholak's been in, but even before that, I, I don't think he was really doing anything notable. Even, you know, you think back to when Gio was here, he was uh, he was miles off it. So, is it a good move for Rangers? Or, you know, much as I love Morelos, um, or maybe I love the memory of how good Morelos was when he was good, uh, it probably is the right move for Rangers not to be sentimental and just to you know uh, part ways with Alfie and and kind of perhaps cut our losses a little bit because I, I don't think you know if we sign him up to another contract now for three, four, five years, I don't think. He's going to be going back to what I would say is peak Morelos. I think this is Morelos now. 
and he might get himself in shape and up his ideas if he gets a new challenge and plays in a place like Spain where he's maybe going to get that bit of extra time on the ball or you know, get to play the way he wants to play. But I think, you know, for Morelos in Scotland, I, it's probably time. Could I well, just interrupt? Davey, if you don't mind. Hello. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bill. It was just something I've, I picked up on in chat. There, now, I heard this as well on the TV. Now, I don't know. Davey P, you were at the game, weren't you? Yeah. <clears throat> right. Something to be saying that uh, when Morelos came on, he was getting booed. Was was that for the Wraith Rovers fans or was that for Rangers fans? Uh, I think it was possibly from their supporters. No, no one, no one where I was uh, booed Alfredo Morelos. You know, Alfredo always gets a cheer. Yeah, I, I was, I was wondering because yeah. Yeah. No, I was wondering uh, because you know what happened. We launched from uh, the last game when he did get booed. I'm just wondering that that's that's. Get a bad trend no. if it was it was him getting booed for the Rangers no. fans. So I've just I've just wondered. You know, because Morelos is the is the we love to hate figure, you know, he's the Aye. the guy that he's that they all target, you know, and, and Alfredo being the arsehole that he is, you know, sometimes reacts to that. You know, when when and you know, kind of plays the the Bond villain role, which they've all set him up for rather than just laughing at them. So no, no, there was uh, there was some booze. I think it, that was coming from the Wraith Rovers fans. That was uh, right. I just wanted to clear that up, mate, because it was just somebody on chat had said about the booze. Yeah, so well, I wonder. Todd can't, well, you know, uh, got a wee dose of them booing. You know, when after he'd had a wee uh, altercation with one of them. You know, that's so how I you know. He, that's how you know he's a baller, Davy. With yeah, the, the opposition starts booing him. Going. You know, so the Wraith Rovers supporters, you know, had very little to shout about in terms of what Wraith Rovers were doing. So they're just going to latch on to whatever, you know, they can on the pitch in terms of making their, their feelings known. No, but, you know, Alfredo was, uh, I, I think Bill's just called it correctly in terms of, you know, I think it's time to uh, kiss and, and wave bye-bye, you know, because we've we've had one money's worth from him. You know, the times we know we've had to go through four qualifying rounds for the Europa League, and, uh, you know, away goals and Feyenoord and Porto, Benfica, you know, Alfredo's uh, more than given us a million pounds back. So it, it, there's no way, you know, with the present level of Alfredo Morelos, are we going to get, uh, are we going to justify a salary of 30, 35, I don't know, whatever he's looking for, but it's not going to be a million miles from there. So I think it's possibly just time to uh, do to part on good terms so that when Morelos does come back in 10 years, we can all give him a hug rather than abuse him. Or we'll get the Wraith Rovers fans down to do that for us. I, I, I would agree with you to a point, Dave, but Morelos is really funny because he, he, he does switch off. And I don't mean for, for one game. I mean, if you think of it, was it the year before 55? It just, at Christmas, we were in front of the top of the league at Christmas. And he went to Dubai and he came back and he never tried a leg after that and ended up losing the league. And and, and then you had all the sendings off that he was doing, which was crazy things. And so, I mean, he has cost us quite a lot as well. So, and, and trophies, I think. But, um, yeah, he's, he's one guy. I mean, I love him. When he's on his game, he's absolutely brilliant. But when, when, when he takes that... Um, 
yeah, I don't care. I'm not, I'm going to, not going to do my best today, which I don't understand really from any professional footballer. Uh, they, they, they do that, but um, no, that's uh, that's the way I think about it. And I, I, I think it's as you say, it's time that he, that he goes and uh, moves on. I think it's best for Rangers, and I think it's the best thing for for Alfie. But certainly hope that we bring in another player that that, that can fill fill the role and somebody that doesn't switch off the way he does. Well, one thing you're we're talking about the Raith Rover supporters, one thing that we could hear them singing was because of the Union Bears. Now, I've got a, a letter here from the, the Union Bears had sent out a statement, and it said Union Bears had planned to display various legitimate me- message banners at today's match, highlighting different issues surrounding our club and support. Prior to the match, Police Scotland and Rangers FC jointly removed these materials without our knowledge and blocked access to regular match day materials. From Rangers FC, this is a clear breakdown of trust and attempt to silence our group valid concerns. As a consequence, we made the difficult decision to remove active support and not enter the ground as a group. This attempt to suppress the feelings amongst the Rangers' support will not be successful and only stands to confirm the concerns that the fans hold. Union bears will surrender. Sorry, what do you think? Right. Oh, God, this is going to get me into a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. This could, this, this could be my last pod, guys. <laughs> Mark, I'm, just, Mark, I'm warning you, free. Mark, uh, don't no, say I don't need... your lawyer gets here. I don't care. I don't need a lawyer. <laughs> what they're going to do, what they're going to say about me. Right. I've got no affiliation with the Union Bears at all. Uh, I know a few of the guys in my area that are Union Bears. And they're just young boys, the way I used to be when I was their age. Rangers daft and just want to go out there and make sure that everybody knew that I was a Rangers man. That's all I cared about. At the games, Union Bear does my fucking head in sometimes. It's the same song over and over again, and a bang, bang, bang. It's just, it gets repetitive, right? But that's what they do. They bring the atmosphere, and that's what you want. Now, over the last year and a half now, we've been talking about this board and how shite they've been, and how they've been treating fans. Now they go and they pick on the biggest fan base that there is at the club, and it's over a non Now, I, I've only seen one of the banners, and it's, it's against the, the Ross Wilson. That was it. Now, I don't know what it was about the police. Now, as far as I'm aware, there was a few. What's it, what word could I use that's no uh, derogatory? Uh, they, they, they were they were scum over there, and they treated their fans like like cattle. They had the horses in, uh, backing them, basically cattling the fans in, and the bears were quite right to turn around and say something against it. Now, whether it was uh, 
swear words or bad language that they used. If that's what they're scared about, right, fair enough, they can put that away. But the only one I've seen was about Ross Wilson. And if this board they're going to protect and they're going to be immune to criticism, it's a bad day for this club because there'll be mere fans that's going to go with the Union Bears' thoughts on what they want to say. And how, because they're saying the exact same thing as we're saying, then they will with this board because we've heard all the bullshit for the board. We've heard all this stuff that they've, they've lied to us about. Contracts not being signed. Contracts have been signed. Oh, we've no spoke to them. Oh, this is the best. We've about to be the top of the class. We're getting, we're getting stuck with second fucking best now. And they're quite happy to sit there and take the money. I'm just, I'm just fed up with this board. And I'm fed up with the folk that are in charge. Need, I know we can't sack them. But they're needing they're need to clear it. The whole bloody lot. All, see all the, the top ones? They need to get rid of them. And they need, the, the first guy that should be leaving is Ross Wilson. Because I'm, he should not be in the positions he's at and be on the board at the same time. That's no right. Because that makes him that he can't be sacked because he is part of the board that makes the decision who's got that job. So for me, Ross Wilson, fuck off, mate. We've had enough of your shite signings. I'm just done with it, and I'm sorry for going mental, guys. Well, Bill, you want, do you want to? Have you got the same sort of a thoughts, or are you? Uh, are you want to dodge out of the question? <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll no dodge out. Um... That was quite scathing there, Curry. Uh, I'll sorry, start, I'll start. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I, I'm no sensitive. Don't worry about it. Um, I'll start with Wilson then, and I'm going to play devil's advocate a wee bit. Uh, Ross Wilson and that director of football role, or whatever you want to call that role that he's in. You know, if I'm Ross Wilson, I'm pointing to the things that I have done that's been successful, like bringing in guys like Haribo and Bassey, especially Bassey, making us a big profit on them, good players while they were here. He's had a few that didn't necessarily work out the way that he thought they might. I mean, you know, when you think about when he signed Aaron Ramsey, how bloody excited we all were, that didn't work out. Nobody saw that coming. Or, well, I, I didn't see that coming. Uh, the boy Diallo, we were all really excited about that and it didn't really work out. I think Wilson gets an awfully hard time. And, you know, he's paid the big bucks. He needs to take the criticism. That's fine. Um, but, no, for me, I'm no as, as um, you know, vitriolic about it. I'm no as keen to get rid of Wilson as, as many people might be because I think he has brought a lot of decent signings to the club. Brought some shite signings as well, but nobody is going to get them all right. Um, all the Union Bears, meh. I'm not really in favour of any of that banner stuff generally. People are paying their money to go and take a seat in the stadium, so I'm entirely entitled to do it. Um, I just think that as Rangers, we need to be a bit more dignified and a bit classier. Um, we need to be having these types of discussions. and we, we need to have some sort of forum to have type, these types of discussions between the fans and the board. Um, obviously, we don't have that, and that's where we're going wrong at the moment. But that's, I think, the model we need to pursue. I think putting banners out in the stadium, saying things about the board, you know, it just it, it's like what the other mob do. That, that's what they do, as far as I'm concerned. We shouldn't be doing that. 
I know what Mark's saying about they're all younger guys and the Rangers that and all that. Totally understand. I just I think the banner stuff personally just think is a bit undignified. I don't know what the banners were today. I only saw a picture of the one which was about Ross Wilson and again I would struggle to understand why that was removed if that was the only banner. But I've no idea what the the other banners might have been. So I, I don't know when you're not in possession of all the facts you can't really comment. Um, so I that that's kind of I suppose my thoughts on it. I think again, you know, Carrie, you have to remember with the board, the, the current board, although they've made a lot of bad decisions, these are guys who have put a lot of their own personal wealth into Rangers, and we wouldn't have been able to sign players or pay players that we have signed and paid without those guys putting their own personal wealth into the club. And if Rangers was trying to be run as a self-sustaining, financially viable, ongoing concern we'd be struggling a lot more without these guys pumping their own money in and basically writing it off, except they'll never get it back. So I don't agree with everything that the board does. I don't think the board should be immune to criticism, but I do think there needs to be a little bit of stepping back and you know, looking at the wider picture in terms of what these guys actually are doing. So, Davey, how is that for sitting on the fence, sir? <laughs> no, it was quite a good answer. Uh, no, Davey, I think you'll want your opinion on this as well, because I know you into the, the Union Bears for their, their atmosphere at games. How you put your points on it? Well, I think the... I mean, I think we could spend an hour on this one because the I think the Rangers board... I mean, Bill's correct. They, these guys have dug into their own money, you know, they're into their own pocket and, and, and put up money. However, I don't think that gives them a monopoly of wisdom because they, they've they've funded it, because they're just the custodians of the club. If it wasn't them, it would be someone else. So I think Teddy Bears has just put in the comments, you know, the, the, the line that, you know, I, I don't agree with what you say, but I'll defend with my life your right to say it, sort of. I'm paraphrasing him. So I, when the board start behaving, you know, when they, they start saying this is this is a good opinion and that's not a good opinion, and they're the arbiters of what's, what's right and wrong, we're on the road to hell. Because the board need to hear it, if, even if even if they disagree with it, but because the minute they start stifling, you know, people's views on Rangers, then then and, and only their view matters. Then they can stop sending me letters every year to renew my season ticket, telling me that you know we're the most important people at the club, because clearly that's a load of shite. Because they're the most important people at the club, so they get to call, and and it just worries me slightly. The fact that they will have sent the police round. Or, so the detail is a wee bit short here as to exactly what happened. But if they're sending someone round to remove banners that the Union Bears have prepared in advance of the game because they don't agree with what the banner says, I, I think there's there's a wee kind of Gary Lineker BBC you know, standoff being, being built in here, which no party is going to come out of looking you know, whiter than white. So I, I think it's probably a lack of communication which has led to the union bears and the board. You know, is there is there any conduit where the union bears can make their views known to to the board of directors? Do, would they listen? Do they care? I mean, the, the worrying sign for me was the the Sydney thing, because that was that just tells me that they're so disconnected from the Rangers support. How they could possibly have a meeting? When some and discuss this idea and think this is a good idea, we'll go for it. Not realizing the backlash that would have come from the Rangers support, that they didn't appreciate that 
is scary movies. For me, that tells me that they, they are disconnected from the Ranger support. Maybe they need to connect with the Ranger support and, and, and short circuit some of these things where, where the union bears feel the need to put banners up to make their views known. Maybe we should find another way to do it. But as I said, you know, we could be spending another hour going through the, the how this, you know, in terms of the Ranger support and how they react with the board, how they, they deal with the board, how the board deal with the Ranger support. I think both of, there's room for improvement on both sides, I would suggest. Okay, yeah, but there's one thing that's, that's certain that without the union bears, I mean, I'm I'm a, a wee bit like Curry. That that drum gets in my <laughs> my chest at times, but without them there, then there's the certainly. I mean, you could hear the Raid Rover supporters today. Normal, you wouldn't you wouldn't hear them. So that's uh, I think it would be a sad thing. On you well, go. Thing, because when the union bears didn't show up and we didn't know when we'd entered the ground, they clearly weren't there and. <clears throat> and we missed them, excuse me. But I'm in the club deck, you know, and I can hear the players <clears throat> shouting. I can hear Tavernier, who's on the right-hand side, you know, in the first half, shouting across the pitch. So that's the impact that it had on, it, on our atmosphere in, in, in terms of the game. So we're, we're pretty much reliant on the Union Bears, you know, to generate, you know, some emotion from the crowd, other than, you know, the gr grumps and groans. So that, that was, that's the difference that it makes. So I think the board, they, they'll have watched the game and, 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 and drawn the same conclusions I have, and, unless they're <clears throat> completely deluded. So there has to be a solution here where we uh, we find some sort of compromise because if the Rangers, the Union Bears are not on the ground, then uh, Ibrox is oof, it's uncomfortable when, when I can hear the, the players speak to one another on the pitch. It's something we've always pr prided ourselves on, Davey. Uh, is the atmosphere at Ibrox been one of the best in the whole the whole world basically? And I didn't know anything about that when it was happening during the game when I was watching it. And as I was watching, I'm going, the atmosphere is absolute pish. What's, what's going on? And it wasn't until afterwards we found out about the about what happened with the Union Bears. I'm I'm glad they likes it. Bill and Davey are on the show the night with me because I'm just a I'm a I'm a ranty bugger. I, I just go I, I go into I dial up to eleven because uh, that's my passion for Rangers. Whereas Bill is very calculated and he can keep the tone perfect. And, and Davey can say what I want to say, <laughs> except he's a lot more eloquent than me. So it sounds better. Where I just, I just go off my head, and everybody's looking at me. What the is he talking about? <laughs> oh, well, it's good to have a, a comment from everybody, and uh, we've all got different ways of, of coming over and bringing things over. So there's one, one more point. We're over the hour now, but it's, it's this college problem, no mind. Um, <laughs> uh, the other point I'm wanting to, to bring up is Malik Tillman. He's coming back next week. He's fit again, coming back next week. Bill says, does he walk back into the team right away? Davey, you, you want to answer that one first? Yeah, because we just uh, put John Lundstrom in the stand and get Malik Tillman on. Ta-da! It ain't complicated. There you, go. there you go. What do you think, Bill? Does he walk into the team? Um, I'd like to say it in a fucking heartbeat, but I 
think the way that Beale likes to set his team out, he likes that holding midfielder in there. And so what you're really asking is, can or should Tillman come in and replace Cantwell, who's done really well in the last couple of matches? Um, and for me, it's difficult because I, I really like both players. Um, I I know a lot of people have this opinion of Tillman that he's a bit of a lazy bastard, but he's no the stats. The stats don't back that up at all. Tillman gets tons of interceptions. He's always hanging with the ball and all of that. But, you know, so for me, it's really difficult. But given that Cantwell's already been in the team and playing well, I don't think it's justified to take him out because then you're sending that message to the players. Well, you know, even if you play well, I'll still drop you. I think, you know, getting on the team sheet next week should depend on you playing well this week. And for that reason, I think we need to keep Cantwell in the team. I don't see Beal... Much as I would love to actually just go away a midfield three, a fucking Raskin, Tillman and Cantwell, I don't see Beal doing it personally. Um, and then especially because we play Celtic in a few weeks' time, you know, he's, he's going to be wanting that sort of team ahead of time to be a bit jailed in the midfield so that when we come into that game, and I, I just I don't see him going away a midfield three with kind of Cantwell and Tillman in together. Okay, now what, what what were you, Curry, for the the last one? Uh, don't don't go on a half hour uh, range. All right, right, right. Okay, <laughs> right. I, and I, I'm on the fence for this one because I agree with David, and I can see Bill's point of view. Uh, I'd bring it definitely. I I'd bring him in in front of Lonnie, and every day. Uh, will we'll do it? Probably not. Uh, but. I don't think he should be play, replacing Cantwell because Cantwell's been playing so good. So, what Bill said, what, what you got to do, you got to take off somebody that's playing so well. He, he's already said that he's got to play the players so that are playing well and play for the jersey. So, uh, he shouldn't be losing his place. So, Tillman, a good option off the bench. Well, obviously, the other... The other... Way was was to you now you've got actually two up front Sakawa and Cholak. Uh, which I don't think uh, Sakawa is that good going through the middle. I prefer him out wide. Um, so the other the other would be play Tillman as a number ten in the middle and drop Sakawa. I suppose that's another way you could go. But anyway, we're we're long over time now, guys. So I'll need to to wrap it up and I'll give you all your goodbyes and. What you can do is also give me, uh, I believe it's Inverness, Callum Thistle, Celtic, Rangers and Falkirk or Air United, which team you would like. So wind up and give me what team you would like. Uh, Curry, is that you? Right. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's been a good laugh tonight, even with my rants. Uh, thanks everybody for watching and having to put up with all my garbage. Uh a big congratulations as well to Colin and his missus. That's for me. It was nice to find out that they they get engaged today. Uh, I just want to advise everybody that uh, Colin's new uh, partner, her Timmy family, are putting in a a GoFundMe for a new guide dog. So if you would like to contribute for that, because apparently <laughs> the old ones know doing very well. Uh, I don't care who we get. I'd, I'd love to see them in a final. I'd love to, because it gives more minutes to the players that are coming in, uh, more minutes in the field uh, until we play them. 
but I don't mind. I don't care. A lot of people are worried about uh, we don't want to lose our treble to them in the final. If we play to our capabilities, we'll, it shouldn't be a problem no matter where we meet them. So I don't, I don't really mind, mate. I don't care who we meet. Bill? Um, aye, give me that lot in the semi-final, I think. Give me a, a repeat of last year's Arfield with a goal. I can't even remember who got the second goal. It was a sort of Sakala stroke own goal thing, wasn't it? But I'll take an exact repeat of that any day in the semi-final this year. Thank you very much. OK, so good having you on, Bill. Davey, you want to wind up and say how, how you would prefer it to go, a second division oh. team or, a, or, or against them? No, it's going to be that mob. I want them in the semi because uh, we can... Put them in their place and look forward to playing Air United in the final and that will actually give me a chance of, of a ticket. So, pretty selfish, I know, but hey-ho. Okay. Sorry, that was my, my to somebody from the <laughs> the gallant few uh, for getting my, my message through on my telephone. Um, okay, now I'll, I'll wind up. Well, I'll just say that I'd prefer Celtic in the final. Uh, I, I would like a big final, so that's uh, that's the way I would prefer to go. And now I'll wind up. I'll just remind you that um, for for members that pay uh, one pound a month, uh, there's a news every day. Uh, plus the fact we're we're do, going to do ten greatest captains, and I think there's uh, over a few places on Facebook and follow follow. You can fill in a formal year of your ten best. Uh, who you think the captains, best captains have been. Okay, no, so I'll I'll wind up and I'll say uh, thanks for coming on and have a good week. Sorry for the the the, the, the beginning, but it was a bit crazy. Bye. <laughs>